my wife will do this to me every once in a while and I'm mortified where I might not, I'm taking a poop and I have the door open mm -hmm. and right when I wipe, because of course you got to look at it. <laughs> you got to see what you're working with. Yeah. Like, you know, you got to make sure how much is left. <laughs> what, 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 what am I looking at here? Is this going to be a terrible day? Is it a clean break? <laughs> I, when I get a clean break, I put my fist in the air and I say, fuck yeah. Um, but you got to look at it and nothing makes my wife more disgusted than when my fat, hairy ass is sitting on the toilet. I take that wipe and she sees like a, you know, brown shit <laughs> on a piece of toilet paper when she walks by the bathroom. It's awful. I guess I can close, close the, the door. door. <laughs> I guess I could. Hey everyone, welcome to a brand new episode of Save It For The Show with Dan and Eddie. This is episode 301 of your favorite comedy podcast where every week Eddie and I sit down, we make each other laugh, we make you laugh, we share hilarious and relatable stories of our life. Yes. Of love. Yes. Happiness. Always. Faith. Uh, okay. <laughs> It's a faith podcast. It is. Eddie. Uh, I haven't, I don't have a faith, you know, like at a, all. Like a, a religion. Yeah. And you did do, no judgment. Mm -hmm. I mean, you grew up very Catholic. Yes. I guess I grew up, I had a bar mitzvah, but I, I don't consider myself Jewish, mm -hmm. even though I have a big schnoz <laughs> and I'm shrewd. <laughs> and you can sense money. I can smell money. <laughs> and I'm in the entertainment industry, technically, <laughs> yeah. I guess. Uh, and I work in sales. <laughs> I'm hella Jewish. <laughs> Anyways, um, but I don't practice. And I, I guess if anything, I'm agnostic. Is that the one that you're nothing versus atheist? Yeah, agnostic is you don't prescribe to a faith, but you don't rule out the possibility of a higher power, I think. Okay. That's or... atheist. Yes. No, wait. I think... Atheist, atheist is nothing. Is nothing. Zero. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I don't really know what I am, to be honest with yeah. you. Um, somewhere in between there. But I've been stressed out lately, Eddie. Mm -hmm. Really stressed out. And with work and life and the show, just seemingly wanting to be successful. And I think this is a time in a lot of people's lives when they turn to Christ. Mm -hmm. and <laughs> Or they turn to whatever <laughs> is in their life. You know, I have friends and I have a great support system. And I love everything, but I feel like as a human, you need to look inward. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a lot of battles that you can fight with your friends and get advice from your parents. But unless you can take like a, a real hard self-aware look at yourself. Yeah. And I think for a lot of people, that's maybe prayer. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they get on their hands and knees and they look up into the sky and they're talking to some old white dude <laughs> yeah. with a beard and a robe. <laughs> but it makes people feel good. That's not for me. No. Like at all. But I started doing something okay. that is working for me. Okay. Can I share it with you, Eddie? Please do. Meditating. Oh, yeah. I dun, meditate dun, too, man. Dun. Well, how? What do you mean? Tell me this. I've been probably for like at least a year. What? Like I listened to the book 10% uh, Happier. Okay. By, oh, man, Dan. I don't even know you. Dan, I, I think I've talked about it on the show. No, no in yeah. passing. Specifically like mindful mindfulness meditation. Okay. Um, so this book, 10% Happier, it's about Dan, I can't remember his name now. Fields. But <laughs> Dan Fields. <laughs> but he's like an anchor on CBS Morning, whatever their morning show okay. is. Um, and he was like a war journalist. 
Oh. And he had anxiety and all of this crazy stuff to the point where on live television in front of like millions of viewers, mm-hmm. he had a panic attack. Wow. And he started like stuttering and couldn't remember. And he stopped talking. And people were like, are you okay? And, mm-hmm. and it was because he was like doing cocaine and stuff. Oh, Because boy. he well, was chasing that high of being a war journalist, all this stuff. Okay. Anyway, so he set out on a journey to look into meditation, but mm-hmm. he was kind of like you and I, where he didn't want any of the woo-woo spiritual stuff. Right. He just wanted the scientific proven methods. Sure. Um, because it's, I mean, it's proven that it helps in so right. many ways. So he goes out, he like interviews the Dalai Lama, interviews mm-hmm. like Deepak Chopra, Sounds all of these scientists. Great. And you listen, read this book, listened to it? I listened to it. It's super entertaining. Mm-hmm. I, I recommend everyone listen to it if you're even interested in meditating. Mm-hmm. But, and then from there, I, I just got into it, looked up online, downloaded a bunch of apps. Oh, so you use an app. Which uh, app do you use? Yeah. Well, I used, so all the apps are like subscription based. Right. So I've done all of like the seven day trials. Where, <laughs> you know <laughs> right. what I'm saying? Yes. Um, but then there was a deal for like a lifetime subscription to Wellzen. Okay. Um, which is just another app. Mm-hmm. And it was like 20 bucks or something for a lifetime subscription. So I just, I did that. It was a deal that got me on this too. Oh, okay. Where it was like a month ago, Headspace. Yeah, that's a good one. That app. And I mean, you know, you and I work in advertising and design and technology. So I wouldn't wouldn't be caught dead using a shitty app. Mm -hmm. Like if the user experience is crummy or the design was bad, you know, people don't realize it, but there's a reason that you like what you like. And it's usually because of the user experience or the design. Yeah. And you don't even think about it. You just enjoy it. But for guys like us that have to make these things for a living, it would be like if you were a chef, you'd have a really hard time eating at a restaurant with really gross food. Yeah. And you just could. So anyways, Headspace is beautiful mm-hmm. and it's super smart. And I kind of went into it skeptically, but I just felt like I needed a baseline. Like I felt like yeah. I was stressed and worried. And, you know, I, I love Howard Stern and he's a huge guy. He's into transcendental meditation though. Oh yeah. Which I think you need to pay for. And there's like people that are licensed to do it again. The money think, aspect turned me off. Yeah. But I think you, if you did some shrooms and went into a, a deprivation tank, right. you, you could probably reach a state like that. You're probably absolutely right. Yeah. Um, so let's do some shrooms. And do a podcast. I don't even know where to get them, but yeah. Uh, you do don't it, have a man. shroom guy? <laughs> can I Google where to buy shrooms in you probably Sacramento? Can, right? I, you could probably find it on Reddit or something. I mean, what if it's a sting operation? And the headlines say, Sacramento dad busted buying shrooms <laughs> off Craigslist. Podca- podcast host. <laughs> Local podcast host and personality, Dan Fields, was busted. And they'd be like, oh, Dan got busted like fucking a, a hooker or something? <laughs> no. Oh, you mean like he, you know, bought some cocaine? No, he bought mushrooms, <laughs> mushrooms. from a high, undercover high school. So he cop. and his brother-in-law can get naked and float in a tank, right? Well, you know what would be funny too is if when we buy them from the cop, you say, "Hey, the cop has to eat them too," because you know we've talked about <laughs> yeah. this from the show. We're like, in some states, cops can penetrate prostitutes yeah. with their dick, and that's like part of the sting. Like, I bet you on their way over to it, they're like doing pay, rock, paper, scissors. Yeah, like, totally. Yo, man, who gets to fuck this, uh, <laughs> this girl tonight? Um, and I guess what, their wives are okay with it? And they go home and they're like, baby, 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 baby. I'm just doing my job. You probably don't even tell your wife, dude. You just you I say, mean, I can't talk about it. How could you? <laughs> it's, it, I'm a, I signed an NDA. <laughs> I love how people in the news talk about signing an NDA <laughs> as if if they break that NDA, 
they're going to get burned to a crisp. Yeah. Like, first, it's an NDA. It's not, like, dude, if, if the president made you sign an NDA so you wouldn't tell people that you had an affair with them, who the fuck cares? <laughs> you know how many NDAs I signed? I must sign two NDAs a day. <laughs> and they're 80 pages. Of course I don't read half of the shit. Yeah. For all I know, I could be going to jail tomorrow. But guess what? I've never heard of anyone going to jail over some bullshit NDA, <laughs> especially if their life's on jeopardy. Anyways... I'm not going to buy shrooms off the internet. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't even know what to do. I guess that's a good indication that you and I are getting old and that maybe we're just not running in those fast crowds anymore. Yeah, probably. I don't have a weed guy or a Coke bro or well, a shroom dude. you don't need a dude. weed guy anymore these days. That's true. But yeah, a Coke bro, don't have one. I've never done Coke, so I don't know. That's crazy. I can't believe you've never done Coke. <laughs> yeah. uh, we should do, I really wish we could do this on the podcast. We take a substance mm -hmm. and you'd be like, okay, it's the shroom show. It's the Coke show. <laughs> it's the ecstasy show. That'd be pretty funny. <laughs> and probably pretty funny because I'm sure we would be so different. Oh, yeah. Everything about us. Um, but we, they would only be, how many shows could we do? Ten? Like, we're not going to do heroin <laughs> or smoke meth. Well, we should do, like, we should, we should just be like, hey, w one of the next upcoming five shows is mm. going to be a shroom show. We just can't tell you which one. <laughs> I'm sure. And then we'll just let them figure it out. You're right. When it's like 10 minutes of us just looking at the microphones. No <laughs> one will have, no one thought, have any idea. I thought it was ice cream. That we're, yeah, we're super high. Uh, but okay. So I needed something. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, and like I said, I've always wanted to meditate. I did this thing on Headspace. And like you said, it is, it does cost money. Mm. Because it's a business. Yeah. And I think in our minds, the internet has ruined us because of advertising. You know, that's how every website is paid for by bullshit advertising that you avoid, don't click on, and you would never pay money. Could you imagine if you had to pay $10 a month to use Google? Yeah. There would be rioting in the streets. Yeah. But then people, on the other hand, want to complain about Google using your information and your uh, demographics in order to serve you ads. Someone's got to pay for it. Yeah. Do you think Facebook has a campus where every idiot there is eating ice cream for free all day long because of fun? It's because <laughs> they make millions of dollars on advertising by taking your information. Mm -hmm. Anyways, Eddie, listen, <laughs> I needed to, it's, it's so yeah. So the notion of paying for something like this seems really hard, but it was like 40 bucks mm -hmm. for a year of it. And so I said, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And I did it. And I got to tell you, I love it. It's awesome, right? I love it. It's so nice because you sit down and Headspace has a guy. I think he's either Australian mm -hmm. or British or something. And his voice is, it's kind of like listening to an English Paul <laughs> times a thousand. Yeah. And he's really smart. And, he, and he, the thing is, too, it's almost probably like what going to church is like because without all the judgment. Mm -hmm. And you're he because he says these like, I don't want to say lessons, but the way he just talks about stuff like, stress and trying to work through it and boy i gotta tell you i'm loving every minute of it yeah stick with it man i'm going to i mean i've been doing it for two weeks every day and the way i described it to my wife was like you sit there for five minutes or maybe 10 minutes and it's not like 10 minutes of non-stop zone mm -hmm. like your brain is your brain and I'm, I'm sitting there and i'm like okay i'm feeling good and then i think about dinner or I think about work. Mm -hmm. And then you just gently kind of push that stuff away. But then you get into these moments of like serious Zen, where the best way I can describe it is, you know those pictures that are all jumbly, but if you look at them a certain way, they were really popular like in the 90s. Yeah. Like the mall, they'd be like a kiosk, 
Is it like would, magic eye or something like that? Magic eye. Yeah, yeah, I think that's what it was called. You would look at these and you'd see nothing. And then all of a sudden you would like cock your eyeballs a certain way and boom, there's the image mm -hmm. and then it goes away. To me, that's what it feels like where you have these like moments of just clarity yeah. where you truly aren't thinking about anything. And I think in a world like today where I'm always thinking about something. Oh yeah. Is this funny? Was that rude? What's going on Twitter right now? What am I going to talk about on the podcast? Like to have a moment to yourself where you sit there and truly think about nothing is great. Yeah. And I think it's like super like educational. Like you learn so much about how your mind works. Yes. Because totally. you'll just, you'll be there trying, you know, focusing on your breath. And then all of a sudden, like you said, you're like thinking about groceries. Right. But then for like five seconds, you don't realize that you've even changed your focus onto thinking about groceries. Totally. And you're like, oh shit. Okay. I didn't even realize that my mind has wandered. Right. And I let it. And then you just gently go back to focusing. And totally. It's just, yeah. It's so like introspective and, yes and I've, I've i it's helped me so much like just dealing with like even my own emotions right and how i react to like you know like if my wife says something and it right. annoys me yeah and i think automatically like what the fuck bitch right. but then like I, meditation has helped me to like take a moment yes and just like think about my reaction and totally like, there's no point of me reacting like that and getting getting mad for no reason right so yeah, I think it's definitely helpful. It sounds silly, like, but it is seriously, like you said, a, it's like a muscle mm -hmm. or, you know, you might be the person who's healthy and you go to the gym and you do other things in your life, but your brain is the same way and you have to train it mm -hmm. in order to not fall into those things. And I've done it for two weeks and I'm already a guru. Yeah. Clearly. <laughs> no, but it honestly, like it, like I, like I was the same way. Like I told my wife, I was like, babe, this is helping so right. much. Like, cause you notice a difference immediately. Yes. Totally. Yeah, it's crazy. Keep, the people who are on the keto diet, especially right now, they get a lot of grief, like, you know, talking about every every person they meet, they want to tell them they're on the keto diet. Mm -hmm. But when you do something in your life and it changes something in a positive way, it's hard not to talk to people about it. Yeah. It's hard not to want to share it with people that you care about so you can maybe get them on board with it too. Yeah. Well, I care about the podcast listeners. <laughs> and the other thing too is you might say, what are you talking about? For three minutes a day, you just sit there how is that going to affect the rest of your day? Mm -hmm. Well, let me give you an example. If you go to the gym in the morning and you work out for 20 minutes, the rest of the day, yeah, of course you don't feel the same way as you did during those 20 minutes, mm -hmm. but you, you almost have this like bedrock vibe that you can fall back on. Guys like you and I who don't get sex as often as we'd like, <laughs> Eddie, it's a crime and it's a shame, but it's a reality. And so, you know, once a year when we get to have sex... <laughs> On our birthday. Yes. Which is weird that you have sex with your wife on my birthday <laughs> once a year. No judgment here. Um, but anyhow, you, you you have sex with your partner and then it almost it fills up your cup and then you're able to sort of just, you feel good for days mm -hmm. afterwards. And of course in that moment, nothing feels as good as that, but you draw on that moment. And so that's the best way I could describe it too is these tiny little moments feel so good and then the rest of your life you can pull about. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's a good analogy. Speaking of sex too. Yes. Buddy, I'm helping your boy last <laughs> longer in the sack. So you might be sitting at home and say, I'm not stressed out. I'm cool. But when you're fucking, mm -hmm. and if you're like me and it feels so good, like <laughs> nothing feels as good as it. And it, well, real quick, if you're like you, is anyone having sex and be like, eh? Nobody is. Uh. <laughs> no. But Why do I keep doing this? I especially enjoy it. That's what I always tell my wife. Like if ever I come too fast, I'm like, girl, <laughs> yeah. booty was too good. <laughs> And then, you know, what my favorite thing to do, too, is I flip it on her and I say, well, if we had sex more often, 
you know, if we had sex more often, then I'd probably last longer because <laughs> I am just a, a firework ready to explode. <laughs> um, but, you know, and there's this like long, old, old, uh, silly joke about, you know, think about baseball. Mm-hmm. You know, you're having sex with your girl. You need to get your mind go somewhere else. Think about baseball. Think about your grandma naked, <laughs> you know, which I never really understood. Like, why well, I'm going to think about Bubby. I'm going to think about my grandma's big bubby ass while I'm fucking my wife. And what if like somehow you find out that turns you on a little. Right. And you're like, fuck, what? Now what? Why did I open that door? No, and you can never close that door again. But with meditation, I swear, you you go to a place much easier. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if it's a side effect, but it's helped. So my point is, (laughs) if you're at home and you're a gentleman that might bust a nut too fast... I think it's all related. Your mind controls so much. And once you learn to control your mind, there's power in that. Yeah. And this is a podcast <laughs> motivational, <laughs> but I had to bring it back. It's about fucking and it's gross. Mm-hmm. This is a gross podcast. Can I give you a hot take? Please. I am so annoyed right now with all this John McCain <laughs> bullshit going on. R.I.P. Okay. <laughs> Let me tell you a story here. So the podcast now is every two weeks. Mm-hmm. So we really can't talk about current events anymore. Yeah. <laughs> because every two weeks is a lifetime of news mm-hmm. in our world now. But so many people, even like ultra liberal people, I see them posting RIP about John McCain, all this stuff. And I had this funny tweet in my head that if I was, I don't know, a, a writer, I mm-hmm. feel like, like, you know how people will say like, oh, you're a, you're a fan of that indie band. Well, like name me one of their albums. Yeah. I feel like there's a funny joke here where about John McCain where you could be like, oh, you're a big John McCain fan? Tell me one thing about him other than you know he was a POW in Vietnam. Yeah. Tell me one other thing. Yeah. You're such a big fan of John McCain. He's a maverick. <laughs> you know, he stood for integrity because he hugged Obama. Because he, he, dude, he was still a piece of shit. Like he was. He was still, he voted with Trump like 85, 90% of the time. Mm-hmm. Like I just don't get it. I think we are so starved for like normal, decent people that a guy who just doesn't seem like he was a complete creep. And yes, dude, the guy was in a fucking jungle getting tortured. Yeah. I mean, hats off every hat. I have 10 hats on. I'm taking them all off. <laughs> and a yarmulke. And a yarmulke, <laughs> uh, which I do wear uh, during the show because I can't, I have to cover my head to God. Because you're a bald spot also, right? <laughs> I'm a bald spot. I know. I need to wear a yarmulke. I'm balding up front. <laughs> and I'd like wear it like hella pulled forward. Yeah. And then people would say like, yo, man, why are you wearing that yarmulke? <laughs> it's so poured, pulled forward. Um, but anyways, I just can't believe it. And some people who I feel like are hardcore liberals are even posting about it. And I just want to say to him, what? I do, I'm sorry the guy died. Yeah. I really am. It sucks. And But he had an opportunity, though, right now to truly, really be this quote-unquote maverick mm-hmm. where he could have really stood up to Trump and all that nonsense. And he didn't. Yeah. So, look, I'm sorry he died. But am I the only person out here that just wants to raise my hand and say... <laughs> Why is everyone sucking his old white dick nonstop? Yeah, I mean, I feel the same way. Probably not as strongly. Well, I'm being a little silly. But it's it's mostly because I don't really know a lot about John McCain, aside from, like you said, him being a POW. Like, mm-hmm. I don't really know, like, how he voted. Like, I know he was a Republican and and was kind of on, on Trump's side, but I don't know enough to really have an opinion on him. So it's just like whatever to me. Well, you know what I did? I thought to myself, I'm going to go on the podcast and I'm going to pull out this hot take <laughs> maybe i should google the man oh, okay let me wikipedia his ass yeah and i did and guess what i found nothing <laughs> nothing of note 
You know, he never really broke rank. He never really was like, lots of senators oftentimes will kind of waver a mm. little bit or switch sides. And you know what else he did? I actually, in my head, blame him for a lot of this craziness because because of him, we got Sarah Palin. Yeah. And after that, I feel like everything changed. Yeah. Sarah Palin was like a, a pivotal moment. And he's not, he, she's not even invited to his funeral. So oh, you really? do the math on that. Jesus. That she was going to be his vice president, and he didn't. he's not even inviting her to his funeral or something like that. Mm-hmm. So, look, all I know is that alone is enough <laughs> to not like the guy. And there you go. There you, there you go. There's a hot take. <laughs> <laughs> we need to have more hot takes on this show. <laughs> okay, one thing we do need to do on the show, last week was our historic... 300th episode yes of the podcast and we had a lot of voicemails i didn't get to barely any of them i do want to get to a couple more this week and a couple questions okay um but the other thing i wanted to talk about was i went on vacation oh yeah that's right yeah i went on vacation and so the funniest thing to me about vacation so i went to seattle Mm -hmm. first with my just my immediate family my wife and my kids and then we drove across the border into idaho to go to like a lake house um, vacation of sorts. Mm-hmm. So the funniest thing to me, like first of all in Seattle, we did every tourist thing you can do. Yeah. And that's so important. You go see the space needle, you go to the gum wall. <laughs> you know, there's like legit an alley in Seattle yeah. where the entire thing is filled with gum. It's disgusting. <laughs> it reeks like the wind is blowing through there and you smell the gum. There's bees on the gum. <laughs> it's gum. Yeah. I mean, I'm nasty as hell. Like I, there's nothing that I won't touch or put in my mouth or like, I'm a nasty yeah. boy, but that gum grossed me out. Oh yeah. Don't they, they clean it, right? Like occasionally? Like, uh, like once every five, 10 years, they okay. scrape it all off. Yeah. And it's just so funny how something like that can become a tourist destination. Like what if in Reno, there was like Gary's booger hole. <laughs> gum wall. Come <laughs> That's gum wall. Right. Where you throw, well, you know what's funny too is on Instagram, I posted some pictures of it and I tagged it gum wall, but the font looked like when you, <laughs> when you saw the thumbnail of it, mm-hmm. it looked like that G looked like a C and a bunch of people messaged me laughing like, <laughs> Oh man, it looks like, looks like you're on the cum wall. Uh, but yeah, I think we need to have in Sacramento a big cup and <laughs> tourists come to it and they flick a booger in it and okay. it becomes like the Sacramento booger cup and everybody has to go to it. Um, but that was cool. I learned some incredible things about the city of Seattle. Mm-hmm. One of the most interesting things was was that at one point, um, the entire city like burned to the ground. Mm-hmm. And just like most cities out west, it was founded by like charlatans and pieces of shit, like robber barons, like all these bad, awful white men, yeah. you know, started Seattle. And they like uh, reneged on deals with uh, the Native Americans all this terrible shit and the city burned to the ground and when they rebuilt it because they couldn't dig instead they basically built like an entire one story Mm -hmm. which was the sewers and then they built the town on top of this so right now in like parts of seattle there's this like underground network of miles and miles of stuff i think you did this tour yeah yeah it was your recommendation and that we did it too it was fascinating and so it's important to do stuff like that oh yeah you go around this great country of ours Every one of these cities has a story and, you know, you got to soak it up, <laughs> soak it up. But the one thing that made me laugh, a couple of things, like I love going to a tourist destination and when you see tourists, especially like 55 year old dads, mm-hmm. their move is to go to this Seattle, for instance, 
And if I had gone to Seattle, I would have worn everything I own that says Sacramento on it. Like, what is it about a guy? <laughs> yeah. You go to another city <laughs> and you wear every piece of sports memorabilia. And, you know, like you're wearing. So for me, it'd be like the Giants, San Francisco Giants. I wear my hat, my shirt, almost to show you like, this is me. <laughs> like, this is where I'm from. I know I'm in Seattle right now. And I, what is up with that? You got to rep your city, man. <laughs> Do you, though? Why don't you just be respectful? Like, if I went to China and I wore all my American shit. They would like, love it, dude. You're right. Probably there. Like, hey, they Mr., would can I have it. your shirt? I know you're probably right. Fine. <laughs> but in America, it's a weird thing that we do. Um, the other thing we do is, is we drink like crazy. Mm-hmm. And that was the best part, too. Like, one time when I was in Idaho, it was like 11, and I was already drunk. <laughs> and we needed to go get more beer or something. And my mom drove me to the supermarket. <laughs> And I'm like walking around this Idaho supermarket wasted. <laughs> it was amazing. I felt like it was like a Tuesday, mm-hmm. you know, so it was okay for me to be pissed drunk on a Tuesday at 11 a.m. And I'm walking around the supermarket buying weird food with all these weird things. It was, it was incredible. Did your mom go in with you? No, because that's oh, the okay. thing. She was going to drop me off and I was just going to run in and grab like a six pack of beer. Yeah. And then I got in there and I was like, whoa. <laughs> We need pretzels <laughs> and we need some pub cheese. And, and next thing you know, is there shrooms here? <laughs> um, but like I said, we did drive from Seattle to mm-hmm. Idaho. And part of driving with kids is having to take them to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And it's the absolute worst. You know, most of these bathrooms are disgusting. And my 10 year old son had to take a shit. <laughs> so I'm like, all right. I mean, he's just young enough to in kind of like a skeevy bathroom. I'm not going to send him in there alone. Yeah. I mean, the second he walks in there, there'll be, you know, eight truckers touching his butthole (laughs) or something. So, of course, I go with him into the bathroom and I'm sitting there and I'm, you know, he's taking a shit and I'm like, great, courtesy flesh. And I'm not watching him. I'm just sort of like he's in my peripheral and I see him start to wipe and I notice that he's wiping backwards. Like he's, you know, back to front. He's wiping from back to front. Like Hand between the legs, ears chode. Yes. Back to what? And I said, and I happened to look, and it was also this disgusting move where my wife will do this to me every once in a while, and I'm mortified where I might not, I'm taking a poop and I have the door open. Mm -hmm. And right when I wipe, because of course you got to look at it, (laughs) you got to see what you're working with. Yeah. Like, you know, you got to make sure how much is left. (laughs) What what, what am I looking at here? Is this going to be a terrible day? Is it a clean break? (laughs) When I get a clean break, I put my fist in the air and I say, (laughs) fuck yeah. Um, But you got to look at it. And nothing makes my wife more disgusted than when my fat, hairy ass is sitting on the toilet. I take that wipe and she sees like a, you know, brown shit (laughs) on a piece of toilet paper when she walks by the bathroom. It's awful. I guess I can close close the the door. door. (laughs) I guess I could. I don't know what the story is in my house. Nobody really closes the door. Oh, we go man. to the bathroom. I my wife doesn't close the door when she shits. And right. I wish she would, because mm-hmm. I mean I love you, babe, and you're probably gonna get mad that I say this, but I mean it's not the best smelling. Well, <laughs> and she doesn't. She never uses the fan because okay. she, she thinks the noise is annoying. I think. Uh, talk to me more about your wife taking a shit because I'm just <laughs> getting fired up about this. Yeah, she does it uh, like ten times a day. Ooh, <laughs> baby. Um, but so okay, so I'm watching him wipe. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, whoa, 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 dude, dude, what are you doing, man? You're going to wipe shit all over your balls? <laughs> like, no. He's like, well, I can't really reach around because I'm small. And I said, dude, that's fine. But you got to get out of this habit. You're getting too old for this. Yeah. And, and as he pulled it up, too, I noticed. And I said, dude, 
you just wiped, you wiped shit all over your ball sack, <laughs> all over your ass. And it was one of those awful things where you're like stuck. I was like, dude, I'm going to have to like yeah. help you out here, man. Like I know you're 10, you're a big boy. You're the biggest boy I know and I love you, but you can't walk out of this bathroom with your balls covered in shit like, and then get in the car and sit there for three more hours. Like you're going to get an infection or chafe yeah and i felt so bad for him he was so embarrassed and i was like look when we go home i need to give you a clinic or <laughs> like a couple lessons on how to wipe that ass because this is too much you should did you tell him the story about how nicole had to teach you how to oh i should have <laughs> i should have yeah when i i think i used to think that my butthole was like a magical area <laughs> that when i went in the shower and i just would let the water run down my back it just washes everything. <laughs> it would just wash it out, not realizing and thinking that my butthole is like hairy, like a jungle, <laughs> like a briar patch. And I think like the first, my first date with my wife, very first night, she was going to eat my ass. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't know. Like months into our relationship after we'd taken a shower or something, I don't remember how she like was like, let me see, like pull your cheeks aside, Dan. Like, let me look in your ass. And it was, oh, was she like, was pegging you, right? She was that, pegging okay. me. I know. I wish. And there was toilet paper in there. And she's like, yo, man, you gotta, do you like actually wash your butt? This is a gross Eddie. Why did you bring this up? I'm sure I've talked about it on the show before. Yes. Um, you know what the other thing that was crazy about Idaho is five, like 1.5 million people live in Idaho. That's it? That's In the it. entirety of Idaho? Okay. Hold on a second. It's either 1.5 or 5.5. But it's I mean, seriously way, that's pretty low. Yes. And like of that 1% are minorities, which is something oh like 20,000. Eddie, I was there for four days. This is not an exaggeration. <laughs> this is not be, being funny for the show. I didn't see one black person, one <laughs> Asian person, one Mexican person, Filipino person, nothing, not one. Dude. Yeah. See, I was telling my wife. Because I was I was looking at your Snapchats and your mm-hmm. Instagram posts, and I was like, "Man, I'm so jealous. They look like they're having so much fun." Right. And then somebody like commented on Nicole's and and said that you guys were in KKK area. Yes. And I was like, I'm actually really glad that I'm not there because I would be terrified. Well, there's probably places where yeah, there was there there wasn't as many Confederate flags as I thought because that far up north, mm-hmm. you really don't have any reason other than to be like, I don't like black people and gay people. Like, yeah, you're not Dixieland. Uh, commemorating the history mm-hmm. like that's a symbol like there's a house i don't know down off of a uh, baseline you know yeah. what i'm talking about and they, if they fly a, a donald trump flag and a confederate flag <laughs> it's like why don't you just write a big sign that says you hate black people like, <laughs> yeah, just save totally. us all some the mystery dude i i went into a sportsman's warehouse like the other day to get ammo okay <laughs> for my gun and immediately i was uncomfortable because every single person oh, in there was a white old man yeah with like a confederate hat on oh god or like a camo hat on right they're blaring country music everyone's like looking at me like i'm gonna steal something right and i was like i'm just here to get some ammo right they're like really what for son (laughs) yeah exactly but it was like it was shocking to how how uncomfortable i felt Mm -hmm. and i was surprised at how uncomfortable i felt you should do some uh sasha baron cohen shit next time you do that (laughs) wear like a turban I don't know. You wear like it looks like you have a bomb underneath you yeah. or something. But I'll have no a, a a turban with a maga hat on top. Oh, like, I'm part of you guys. Damn, I love you guys. That, that would be <laughs> yeah. That would be something. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it, it felt uncomfortable. I didn't like it. Yeah. I mean, California 
is there's every race and creed and color here. Mm -hmm. And I feel like we're better for it. And it just, I think people choose to live there because of that, right? Like, why would you not want to be around a melting pot? And look, there's still a Chinese restaurant. There's a Mexican restaurant. Mm -hmm. And the people working in there are not Chinese (laughs) or Mexican. You know, every job, every like gas station, liquor store, restaurant, every place I went, a white person. That's crazy. But I will say this, and I don't know how to say this without this sounding really, really awful. But the the people, ugh, I, I, this I'm, I'm <laughs> this is this is sensitive waters here. The people that normally do jobs, watch your mouth. Well, I, I got to be careful here. In in California in particular, where we are so dependent on immigrants mm-hmm. and on people from other countries, the jobs that quote unquote you know uh, white Americans won't do, mm-hmm. liquor stores. Um, certain janitorial thing like there i felt like in idaho it was heavy people big people did these jobs <laughs> okay. so i feel like up there that's like the the people that probably get the hardest time okay. are like fat people i can see that i don't know and maybe ugly people it was just weird dude i'm telling you like yeah i mean there's always like societal hierarchies like right anywhere like even if it's all white people there's still going to be subsections of people that are totally shit on so mm-hmm. yeah good luck being gay up there too or oh, something man. like living your truth yeah goodness gracious okay it was fun um i don't think i have anything else to share oh the other funny thing too about being on vacation is the way you spend money mm-hmm. like we are just like yeah, <laughs> yeah fuck yeah we're on vacation we're on vacation <laughs> you can just rationalize the shit out of <laughs> going to a restaurant or the weird shit you end up buying yeah where you'll spend dumb twenty dollars on like a souvenir at a thing <laughs> just because you're like we're on vacation but that that feeling is great oh yeah so glad that we're able to do it uh paid for by the patreon so <laughs> shout out to the patreon and the you know 30 grand that you and i you and i get a week um but you know what i should say bz audio oh shit you know sly underwrote our entire trip and everywhere i went around idaho i'm just yelling out like at one point i had like a flatbed truck and i was driving around downtown uh boise Mm -hmm. and i was throwing tweeters into the crowd you know and people like oh my god it's dance dance like it's pretty cool and just throw them out did you say like you started a pirate radio station and just try to it across yeah if you're close in idaho uh kkk3 uh if you go on there you know there's a good station there it's KKK W. Uh, yeah, go up there. Um, but if you want to get them for yourself, bzrkaudio.com. Tweeters. Get your tweeters and your mains and your circuits and all your shit. Uh, and uh, yeah, I appreciate it. Speaking of that, fantasy football starting this week. Yes. We have our draft. Mm-hmm. And I'm very excited. We got some new blood, old blood. It's going to be a fun time. Nice. Yeah. Good friend of the show and a good friend of mine in real life. His name's Josh. He's in the league and he's die hard. Die hard. Mm-hmm. He's got a binder. I went to what? his house the other day and he had a binder that said fantasy football on it, <laughs> which seemed adorable. <laughs> what? I don't know what he's writing in there. You know. Is he keeping like profiles on players and shit or is this like articles like how to win at fantasy clippings football. he's got a clipping <laughs> that's it's true i meant to open it and really razz him it's just porn it's, it could, just, it's it fantasy football stuff babe you don't care i know about right it. seriously uh, but he he had a binder and you're right like i'm dying to know what's in it yeah 
And, and what's he, where's he culling this from? Like, uh, is he getting magazines, fantasy football monthly? <laughs> Everything changes so fast. Yeah. You know, every day somebody could get hurt or change. And there's this dope thing called the internet mm-hmm. where you can go on there <laughs> and electronically save things, copy them, mm-hmm. put them in a folder and then look at it many times. So he's really excited. And I think he, we're going to try to do maybe like a, he's going to send in a voicemail about like, you know, putting him on front street. Now he's got to do it. Oh, okay. Something about fantasy every week and we'll see how that goes. <laughs> so I'm excited. So thank you everybody else who joined uh, a handful of people couldn't play. Send me a note if you did want to play. And then next year you're top of the list. There you go. Daddy O's. Um, so that's very exciting. Okay. Like I said, we got so many voicemails from last week. Mm-hmm. Let's do a couple more celebratory. We're close enough to 300 that I think we we're still in the right that we can, uh, Post an extra 300 uh, voicemail. Let's do that, and we'll go from there. Cool. Oh, fucking thing. <laughs> My monitor's turned off. <laughs> I don't want to edit that out, okay? All right, here it is. That was a voicemail. Oh, hey, boys. <laughs> it's a first-time caller, a long-time listener. Cut, dry, tall, dark, handsome, you name it. Oh, I'm just so excited that you got the 300 shows. Actually, I'm not a first-time caller or a first-time listener or long-time listener, though. Uh, I am been branded as the Bomb Pop Guy, um, and I will say that it's been an enjoyable uh, year or two listening to you guys, um, and you have inspired me to uh, try and curate some creative juices of my own, um, whether that's branching out and making some like movies or uh, small skits, um, or maybe like getting the balls to try and do some stand-up or... or uh, uh, improv or something. I think I'm gonna try and do that. Um, put some put some effort towards it. Um, thanks to you guys. That's uh, that's uh, my inspiration and my basis. I uh, will say I got a bone to pick with you guys that uh, I, I added uh, Dan and uh, Eddie on Snapchat and uh, got the hard no, ah, no. And I was like, okay, all right, I see you guys. Okay, okay, all right. Um, but yeah, uh, self plug. If you want to follow me, Daniel the Dino. Um, definitely uh trying to trying to get some comedy going on my own but um otherwise uh, i'd like to say thanks for keeping me laughing uh on the every other week basis now um and um you know i'll continue to listen to you guys and uh it's pretty admirable that you guys can balance a, a family and a creative outlet and like jobs you guys are crushing it um otherwise man i'm just gonna keep saving up my money until i can get some of those you know super high toilet- from uh, BZRK Audio. Later, guys. <laughs> Happy 300 show. Oh, man. I think there's more here. How do you turn this thing off? Okay. All right. So when our, our profiles are public. Yeah. It's not like... I think he means we didn't follow him back. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know... Okay. I, you'll get a follow from me. We're not very active on Snapchat anymore. No. I haven't been on in a while. I am on Instagram now more, at DanTheBeast. So... If you want to follow me on there, I try to post content. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, Daniel, bomb pop guy, who's in the fantasy yeah. this year. And it's uh, on Coke. Well, <laughs> so I did, I did follow him back on Snapchat. Mm-hmm. He's always like that. He's always <laughs> funny and on and weird and doing a voice. And if he did that much Coke, he would be dead. dead. <laughs> He'd have a heart attack. So he's just a character. And I appreciate the nice message. Mm-hmm. You know, our boy Sly got two plugs this week. Yeah, um, there you so, go. There you go. And then, yeah, thanks, Dan. Uh, really appreciate it. And he listens with his girl. 
Oh, that's awesome. You know, I'd like to think that he comes home from work, he pops a bottle, you know, they put down a tablecloth, light a candle. Do a couple lines. Do a couple lines. It's like, can I get it going? Bag it going. Like he's Beetlejuice or something. <laughs> oh, yeah. Totally and, Beetlejuice. <laughs> Beetlejuice. And you should be that for Halloween this year. Yeah, <laughs> you could. The I mean, I love a Beetlejuice uh, as, and you wear the, the uh, khaki pants mm-hmm. and the black and white checkered shirt. You, you know, you got to get the face makeup on and then you can just walk around and be a creep and just be a creep. <laughs> and, uh, you know, where a guy can get some, uh, action around here. That'd be great for you, dude. Anyways, you come home, uh, you listen to your wife. I want to know, or your girlfriend mm-hmm. that you guys are, you know, 69ing while you listen to the show. Uh, let me know. Yeah, please. Let me know. Okay. Let's put on, do Put on Snapchat. Put it on Snapchat, please for me. Uh, he does travel a lot, and every time he's in a hotel room, mm-hmm. he does this bit where he'll like pick up the phone, like he's calling the front desk, and he's like, "Gotta get some lotion. Can you bring me up a big old bottle of lotion for my big moist hog?" <laughs> this is Dan. I'm Dan in room sixty nine. So yeah, good times. Okay, let's do a couple more voicemails. Yep, and we'll call it a night. Hi, save for the show. I've been a long time listener. I've been bugging Dan on Twitter, but I'm calling in for the 300th episode. Um, I just want to say how much I appreciate your honesty. Uh, as a new parent, I my son's the same age as Quinn, pretty much. It's been really nice to get your humor and your honesty, and I think it's really brave what you do. And I hope I hope you still see the value in it, and that you realize how much people appreciate it every week. And uh, so thanks for all the laughs and the awkward moments at work when people are like, what the heck? And and just being raw, real, and gross in a way that I really appreciate. All right. Happy 300th episode, guys. Bye. Thank you, yeah, Carla. That was awesome. Brave. I never really thought of it that way. <laughs> uh, silly and foolish. But uh, yeah, thank you for that. And gosh, I can't I can't say enough how like a, a message like that it really goes to the heart. It does. It really, it really is nice to hear. And so many women listen to the show. Yeah. People are always surprised. And it makes me think, like, do you even know women then? <laughs> like, if you are surprised that women want to listen to gross talk, mm-hmm. have you ever really loved a woman? Because, <laughs> uh, you know, when, come on. Like, that's sexist of you, you jackass. What about Louis C.K.? Can we talk about this guy for a minute? What about him? Oh, that he's doing stand-up again? Right. Yeah. Ah, fuck that guy. <laughs> like you know what I? Everybody who I follow on Twitter who's kind of like supporting him are idiots. Yeah, They're, I'm not surprised. Like if you know any men, most likely mm-hmm. that say like, "Come on, man, give me a chance, give me a shot." They're they're actually pieces of crap, <laughs> and they're the kind of guys that probably you know you wouldn't want to be alone with like your little sister or something. Yeah, because the dude did nothing to sort of atone for being a creepo. Ugh, forget it. Nobody wants to hear about this. <laughs> uh, okay, let's do a couple more, and we'll go. Hey guys, this is Jerica, aka Jerry. Um, I just wanted to say congratulations on the 300th episode. I think I've been listening since the early 200s, and it's been a couple of years. Um, Anyways, I have loved every episode for the most part, and look forward to now every other week. Um, And I feel like you guys are a part of my life and my friends. 
and uh, you bring me joy. And I think that through the evolution of the show and where you're, wherever you're trying to take it, just remember that you've made friends along the way and you truly are making um, us laugh. Anyways, guys, carry on. Great job. Congratulations. Talk to you soon. How sweet is that? Seriously, man. So like, nice. Listening to these voicemails like makes me wish that we were bigger just so we could have like a meetup or something. I know. All of these people seem just super nice, really cool. Totally. Yeah. It'd be nice to hang out. If you want to interact with these people, we do have a subreddit, mm-hmm. which is just, you know, r slash save for the show. On Twitter at Sift Show, people like like Jerry, she tweets at me and all the time and I, I tweet back and a train and all of her, and her group of friends. And I agree too. Like, look, the show's not that big to where, you know, these 500 people <laughs> that we actually interact with out of the thousand that listen to us or whatever, mm-hmm. it's fun. It is kind of a nice little community. So yeah. thank you for being a part of it. Um, let me play one more voicemail. And this is a good one to play too, because speaking of community, so many friends listen to the show. Mm-hmm. I mean, Daniel bomb pop guy, I think our buddy here in real life, Derek, mm-hmm. It's a friend of his through a friend of his. Like, nothing makes me happier. And, and here's a, a good example of a, a version of that. Hey, Dan and Eddie. Congrats on the 300th show. Uh, it's been a lot of fun listening to you guys over the years. And uh, Eddie, congrats on the new kid. Thank you. Way to put your dick in your wife over <laughs> and over and over and over and over. Yeah, and not over. that long. <laughs> yeah, that's probably enough times. And uh, both of y'all keep up the good work. Pussy got wet. Pussy stay wet. <laughs> oh, another thing. That's uh, great where that came from. Good old two short song from back in the day. Pussy got wet like Niagara Falls. Which reminds me, it's funny how that little lines like that, even from you know decades ago, get stuck in your head. I've kind of got two like that. I fly a lot, and uh, I'm always waiting for the last person to get off the plane. And I always look back and I'm like, oh, here comes the last straggler, and immediately think of. Straggler, struggler, straight salami smuggler. I'm old school. I think I was a Ice Cube and Too Short from back in the day. And then another one, uh, when my, you know, it's that time of the month, my wife always says, oh, can't have sex, I'm bleeding. Immediately go to Too Short from, uh, I think it was Life is Too Short. Are you bleeding? Can't think about sex? Irritated by your cotex? We don't have to kiss. We don't have to fuck. Whip out my dick, bitch. You can suck. Anyway, of course, I keep that in my head. I don't actually say that to her because, well, we all know where that would go. But I guess my mom was right. Listen, that gangster rap when I was a kid was a, a bad influence on me. So there you go, mom. Anyway, guys, keep up the good work and we'll keep listening. Cheers. So that's Tyson. And his buddy wrote us an email last week about something like oh, that. Okay. And I did wonder, too, and I meant to give you a heads up about this, because I bet you if you thought about it, there probably are some weird rap song snippets oh, yeah. that you slip into your life. Yeah. And one that I do all the time is, uh, do you remember that song? Do you want to ride in the backseat yeah. of a caddy? Chop it up, do it up. Every time I put on the air conditioning, and I'm always like, hey, Nicole, you should turn on the AC blows, we pimp hose. Because <laughs> there's a line, it's like, pull up in the C-A-D-I-double-L-A-C yeah. blows, we pimp hose. Um, and there's another line from that song, but it's really funny. Like, I don't think any other form of music, I don't really do that with rock music or country, yeah. but like a little hip hop gem like that. There's a, 
the only one I, that comes to mind right away is um, like when I put my clothes on wrinkle release okay. in, in the dryer. I always, and I say this to my wife all the time, but Eminem, this is your wrinkle release party. <laughs> <laughs> it's supposed to be record release. And your wife's like, great. Yeah. She, Never heard Well, she that says one. it now too. Like she loves oh, saying, she? yeah, she thinks it's hilarious too now. So it's like another thing we see in my house all the time too. This isn't from a rap song, but I, um, I say like to my, like, uh, ooh la la. And then my daughter will say, or, or, or so say schwa. <laughs> it's just, it makes no sense. Yeah. Like, you know, you're all like, say schwa. And then my daughter goes, ooh la la. It's like, where's this come from? Not too short. Yeah. <laughs> People are stupid. We're stupid. Look, thank you guys um, for listening to the show. Thank you for telling your friends yes. about the show. Thank you for telling your mom. Tyson's mom listens to the show too. Awesome. Unlike Eddie's mom. Uh, and uh, yeah, it means a lot. All right. We're way too deep. Mm-hmm. I want to do some questions. Let's do like one question and then we'll get out of here. Okay. Okay. All right. We love questions on save for the show, save for the show.com slash contact. You can be anonymous. You can leave us voicemails, save for the show at gmail.com. Like I said, on Twitter at SIF show, you can follow me on Instagram too at Dan, the beast, uh, let us know what's on your mind. These questions are 300th in nature. Mm. So let me knock out a couple of these. Oh, Christ. That was long. With this, <laughs> this block of text. All right. I'm just going to get into it. Say, what the hell, Dan? Why do I feel like it's been three weeks since you promised the 300th episode of Save for the Show? I've got saggy old balls I've been waiting so long. Oh, wait. I already have those. But seriously, please tell me it's coming tomorrow. I've been dying to hear it. Oh, and I watched the live stream that you and Eddie did for the YouTube. I'm sorry, but I gotta admit something. It totally fucking ruined it for me now. <laughs> I don't know if it's if it's I don't know if this happens to you, but know when you first okay. Ugh. When you first started listening to Howard and you heard all the guys in the studio in the back office, and then you watched the E show and you saw what stuttering John and Brad looked like and everything, that's how I feel about you and stupid Eddie. <laughs> I had a completely different image in my head that you two looked like, and in real life, it's way more disappointing. And to top it <laughs> off, the one I really wanted to see what you look like, the one, the person I really want to see, your freaking wife, I didn't do because I couldn't find a picture of her anywhere on Google. <laughs> That's kind of creepy. She sounds super hot. I believe she's a redhead. Yeah. Well, props, my man. Okay, so for pause. <laughs> Yeah, we did do like what, like eight? We did it a real Harvard go. Yeah. We tried really hard. And one day I would love to record us again, but we're just not there. Yeah. I can't half ass it. It killed me to post those poorly lit, odd things. But the one thing I thought it did was it really showed that we do just truly sit down and go. Yeah. And then that's the show. So, anyhow, um, he goes on to say this is a good story. Okay. This, <laughs> the, now I remember why this email is so long. Uh, I got a story for you. So my girlfriend just moved out from her roommate and got her own place so her son could move back in with her. He's 15 and going to be a sophomore. Well, a couple nights ago, me and her were laying in bed watching a movie and his friend came over and they went to McDonald's to get something to eat, which is probably a 15 minute walk away. Soon as she, as soon as they leave, she shuts the door, locks it and says, okay, we got about 25 minutes and then we get down to it. Pause. Man, I love when that happens. <laughs> like, I love when, when, when Nicole initiates sex and she's like, lock the door. And I can't get out of bed fast enough. <laughs> Pew, lock that shit. Uh, there's no greater feeling. Okay. 
So she locks the door and says, we got about 15 minutes. Well, yeah, he ends up catching us. And let's just say in the worst position possible. Apparently he forgot his house keys. And for some other reason, I'm not sure why he came back in 10 minutes. But this is while this is all happening. I heard his voice through her bedroom window and she was on the ground floor and heard him say, can you please open the door? So my girl, his mom, let's just say he was looking through the window. She was diddling herself with her hand and she's laying on her back, giving me ass play as I'm straddling her face and jerking off onto her tits. Yeah. <laughs> I can't even begin to imagine seeing my mom doing that, let alone at 15. Uh, Dan, you the man, love the show. Howard's my favorite, but you and Eduardo are up a close second. Uh, your Olympic hero, JT in P-Town. So again, <laughs> his girl's eating his ass, <laughs> and and her son sees that. Yeah. Well, while she's masturbating. While she's masturbating. Yeah. So he saw his mom's <laughs> pussy, her boobs, <laughs> his dick. His dick. <laughs> you know. Oh my god, man. Yeah, that's bold. That's so. I I feel like it's so traumatizing. Let me tell you a story too. Well, you dude. get an Xbox immediately, right? You're like, oh yeah, I, I need a fucking Xbox right away to erase this shit. Something or like, I'm going to go stay at dad's forever. <laughs> he, she might lose custody. And could you imagine? Like he's like, your honor, dude, right there, exhibit A is that man. She was eating his ass. Yeah. Uh, the other thing too is I forgot what I was going to say. So <laughs> um, something about this eating ass. Oh, I don't remember. <laughs> um, but anyhow, thanks for that, JT. God damn it. I forgot it was going to be funny, too. That is a joke, Eddie. Add it on the end. <laughs> oh, ha, ha, ha. Here it is. Um, I don't remember. Extras. Okay, it was about eating ass, I think. But I, don't, I don't remember. Uh, okay, let's let's do a couple more of these. Sup, guys. Congrats on reaching 300 episodes of pure fun and entertaining quality content. My favorite episode was when Dylan made a special appearance on your show. I still think he made that whole wedding thing up just so he could visit you, but that's what friends do. And from that day forward, I became a fan of your show. I wanted to share a treat. Actually, it's a couple's treat. My wife is an enthusiast ballerina, and she introduced me to something called a fascia blaster for fitness recovery. And let me tell you, it's the best thing ever. It's like giving your wife a sensual massage without her saying no. And after 20 minutes, she gets to relax, she's in the mood, and it can get a little messy. But after a couple times, it leads to amazing sex. I did use your Amazon code, offer PGW. Just kidding, uh, from Martin. So, you know what's really funny about this is my wife did this for a minute. Oh, this that's right. Fascia yeah, I remember her like doing two that. years ago. This was all the rage, and I even did it. And I gotta tell you, it now is like all these class action lawsuits against it because I think it gave people blood clots or hemorrhages or something. But it's this weird, like spiky stick mm -hmm. that you rub and push really hard on your fat, and it's supposed to break it down. And homeboy is right. Like, you know, my wife wanted me to use that on her butt because that's important to her. And the one thing I did a test, like I really used it one time on like my side, one mm -hmm. side only. Next morning I woke up, I was hella lopsided. Oh yeah. Like that shit really worked. So, you know, yeah, just imagine your girl's butt is all oily mm -hmm. and you're just rubbing that thing. I mean, it's worth it. <laughs> just, for, just for that alone. It's worth the blood clots. Yeah. It's worth those blood clots. I'll take them any day of the week. Uh, okay, here, let's do a couple more real quick. Hey, Dan and Eddie, I heard a funny saying the other day I thought was pretty hilarious and I wanted to share with the show. 
Anyway, a friend the other day was talking about how hot this girl he works with is, and to emphasize how hot she was, he used this phrase. Put it this way, if she was my daughter, I'd still be bathing her. Gross and descriptive. Happy 300th episode. Yeah, that's not cool. Don't ever say that again, man. No, no. I uh, I saw a real-life fan of the show. His name's Seb. Mm-hmm. And I saw him in San Francisco a couple days ago. And he told me he listens to this podcast called Come Town. Have you ever <laughs> listened to Come Town? No, I haven't even heard of it. And he said it's so bad. It's called Come Town. It's pretty popular. <laughs> Is it like the, the next uh, version of S-Town? No, 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 okay. no. It, not at all. Exactly. Yeah, people probably think that. Like, unlaughable, you know, every so often I get an email and it's always one of the most popular shows on there because I think huh. it's filthy. And he said it's a hundred times filthier than our show. And okay. I thought, wow, <laughs> but it is called Come Town. Yeah. <laughs> so you know what you're getting into. People are embarrassed to share our show. Good luck sharing Come Town <laughs> yeah. with your friends. You savage Seb. So, all right. And I could tell he was kind of embarrassed. Like I said, well, tell me, like, what makes it so funny? What's something gross? And he kind of was like, yeah, yeah I, I, I don't know, man. Uh, well, he's British. So he's like, oh, I don't know, bloke. Uh, so anyways, thank you, uh, person. It was, this is anonymous. I think I got one more 300th here. Oh, okay. man, that's another long ass one. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, I can't read this one. It's too damn long. Uh, here's one from Paul. All right, whatever. It's over. Okay. okay. We're done. Uh, all right. So, look, Eddie, what do we know? Fantasy football's back. It's very exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh, the show is back and rocking. BZRK, I'm stalling to look for my notes. Here they are. <laughs> uh, and so, for this week, Amanda Hug and Kiss, who I don't know if I gave enough props to Amanda for last episode mm-hmm. in, in the 300th, where. This dude, you know, every week makes a song clip. He's post. We have a song, a board, a soundboard mm-hmm. online where he's posting clips. Like the amount of effort that Amanda puts into the show, I repay him by paying his twenty dollar entry fee into the fantasy football. Yeah, that's the least I can do. <laughs> and then that's something. Yeah, definitely. last year he won. He won oh, like fifty right. bucks, yeah. and I said, "Dude, g- give me a PayPal." Mm-hmm. And he said, "Don't worry about it, man." You just put that back into the show. Wow. Exactly. Uh, so it's it's not me, I swear to God. Is um, it your mom? Maybe she's just like... No, my mom will take it. I love my Danny. No, she would take the money. <laughs> That's definitely not my mom. Um, but no, I don't know who it is. I One day when we quit the show, he'll have to like take his mask off and yeah. turn out to be Bruce Wayne or Mark Zuckerberg or something. So yeah, major shout out and thank you so much to Amanda for this week's show. It's from episode 136. And it's called, he titled it Nicole Comes Clean. This might be a clip of when Nicole admits to being, don't do the show if Eddie can't. Oh, okay. I'm guessing? Maybe not. I don't know what else she would come clean about. Uh, C-O-M-E, guys. C-O-M-E, <laughs> come town clean. And uh, the song is called Man Men by Kings of the City. And that's it. So otherwise, this has been episode 301 of Save for the Show with Dan and Eddie. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you soon. See you. They were caught in the teeth of rebellion, hate, and need. So give me one little Eddie chuckle before we... Oh, I don't even really know exactly how it goes. I'm on the spot. <laughs> you are on the spot. How does it go? But, you I know, Eddie, Dan, Dan takes over and does his, you know, thinks he's hilarious.
all the banter and the Eddie laughs, like the little laugh track, my favorite I part. Am, I do love it when, I love how it's kind of a thing on the show. How everybody's like, yeah, yeah, you're cool, Dan, but Eddie. Yeah. I like him. I like his laugh. Should I admit to <laughs> writing into the show one time? I think you should. I think you should come clean right now. It's time to do it. I've written into the show once. The truth is I, I don't listen. I live with Save It for the Show. I hear it all day, all night. I mean, literally, I the jokes don't stop, folks. And so one day I was like, I'm going to listen to it. And I think I've maybe listened to three, maybe three and a half, four episodes at, at the most of everything. And I was listening to it, and I was laughing. I think I listened to the dad dick episode. Or, and the next one after that was Dan alone in a hotel room. And I was mortified. I was embarrassed. I couldn't even believe that, that I was associated with him. It was terrible, and I hated it without Eddie. And so I have to admit, I've written into the show once, and it was me that said, don't do the show if Eddie can't. <laughs> because who wants to just listen to Dan? You need Eddie. And the funny part is, is when that email came in, I, he came home and I asked, how'd the show go? And he said, somebody wrote in, don't do the show if Eddie can't. And I was like, oh, that's hilarious. He was like, I think it was your sister. <laughs> he did not. He did, I swear. Uh, I hand, <sighs> hand to the sky. Uh, and I was like, no. <laughs> she doesn't even listen to the show. She didn't write that I in. gave it a try. Like, but what a, what a precious gem. Don't do the show if Eddie can't. So I'm coming like, clean now. Good, right, babe? That's right. That was me. So I mean it. Don't do the show if Eddie can't. Please. It embarrasses me. Yeah. London's still burning and nothing's changed since the riots people ignored the real sparks creating the fires and I ain't praising the liars out chasing desires instead of pursuing dreams but I ain't blaming the mind because nothing's the way it seems they've been living crime movies in private then decided to go public and make a scene cause they plug products like drugs every day on our screens then judge and turn their noses up when we change into fiends it's fucked but imagine going to school and this shit there Don't wanna go home for some love cause it doesn't live there You couldn't win there So wouldn't think fair on the road to insanity Cause they're driven so quick there And it's only madmen that wage these wars Pushing killers to pulling triggers with crazy thoughts You wanna protest but you ran up in JD Sports You burned the wrong buildings down trying to change these laws Just think If they sold you gold would you take ashes? And taste tobacco, smoke through pipes of peace. But if the lonely souls of the old and aging fascists change and gave back those years of defeat on your streets, yeah. Only I was 15 when I first saw a gun. So 
someone put one to my face Then my heart darkened with my lungs Paranoia father, the son, it was done Lost my faith in humanity Working in a field filled with bad apple trees Don't tip for tatter me with tales of your apathy Will it be your judgment on my machete that's backing me? This herd mentality is right, we need to let go The same way you panic back for petrol The same way some might stab a guy from some next road But this ain't Hollywood, every corner's got a Tesco Shouting ride or die, letting the tech blow But when your dad was alive, worth the debt, hell knows It's like there's two roads a young man can take One with fear, one with hate for real If they sold your gold, would you take ashes? And taste tobacco, smoke through pipes of peace If the lonely souls of the old and aging fascists Change and gave back those years of defeat On your streets, yeah Only madmen get life, and only madmen hold a knife.